And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. This is the Sports Cave. Not sports just cave. the 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 Sports Cave. This is your co-host Robert Clark in the bottom left coin, uh, corner. Here. This is uh, Zach R, my co-host here. Zachary, let yeah, me ask you something. Yep. How much pain are you ready to endure in your tattoo? It's not gonna be that bad. I already got the majority of the work done, so I just gotta get a. Some shit done at the bottom. But did I had you to ever like, that- cry during the process? No, I'm not a fucking pussy. Well, it did hurt though. Getting the inside of the uh <clears throat> getting the inside of the uh the bicep was a pain in the ass. I can already see we have a load of fired up cowboys fans in this chat room right now. And I mean they deserve to be fired up. I We're gonna get Jake, into all that I, football. I commend our buddy here. Look at Jake Man Jacob for uh trying his best being the Giants fan, but Jacob, sometimes yeah. you have to take the L. Ooh, well, I mean, they did more than take an L last night. They got, I don't even know if there's a term for it, to be honest with you. It was just an embarrassment. Like, it Welcome was everybody. just an embarrassment. This is, this is, uh, this is quite the crowd we got here. I thank everybody here for being here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we got a lot here to talk about, especially week one, the NFL. Yeah. And oh, normally yeah. we try to save the best things for last, but there's no way we cannot lead the conversation off talking to the Cowboys and the Giants. But before we do that, very briefly, yeah. I know you live in Candace, Zach, but most, yeah. most of the chat here, being Americans, 22 years since the worst day, arguably, in American history, at least for everybody that's alive. I mean... What a terrible, terrible experience it was 22 years ago. I, I was six years old, but I can remember uh, the second that second tower fell down, my mom screaming, it's down, it's down, started crying hysterically. Uh, rest in peace to all the innocent lives taken away by all the douchebag terrorists that caused all this harm, including the son of a bitch who's dead, Osama bin Laden, you bitch, uh, USA. Or George W. No. Bush. Could be George W. Bush, too, but we're not going to get into that here, George I'm not going to get into the politics about it. I'm not going to get into the politics. I just Either way, too many to people pay our for no reason. And uh, <clears throat> rest in peace and prayers to all the families who continue to go through this for the last 22 years. They will never be forgotten. Bob, I agree with you. Bin Laden is a pussy. That's why he's dead. Um. Mike, welcome to the show, brother. How are you doing? Go Bills, Mike says. I don't know, if Mike, if you've caught a glimpse of the weather that is going to be happening at that fucking game today, but it is going to be wetter than Rachel Starr's pussy back in her prime, dude. It is soaking wet on that field. Raindrops all over the place. Raindrop dropped up. It's going to be a doozy. I, I I was kind of excited for this football game, but I don't know what's going to be uh, what to expect anymore. And I also should point out, folks, we're getting our fucking. Uh, we're gonna get this done for eight fifteen for you folks. So we're not gonna. Uh, well, as close to as possible, I guess. I don't, I don't think we have the close. close yeah. Um, um, let's get into it. Sunday night Rachel, football. Mike. Yeah, I haven't had that name in a while. Yeah, get in there, baby. Get in there. Cowboys cheerleaders are playing forty nothing. You, you are right. <laughs> you got Isaiah all intrigued. <laughs> Sarah, who I'd like to confirm this for research purposes. Sunday night football now. <sighs> I'm going to tell you what, Zach. You know my hatred for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. You don't understand how hard I was rooting for the Dallas Cowboys to win this game. And it's mainly because Isaiah can attest to this. The amount of blasphemy I've heard from one of our fellow friends, Caleb, 
about the greatness of Daniel Jones by going as far as saying that Daniel Jones is probably better than Joe Burrow. Last night, maybe. I mean, they both look pretty terrible, but I'm talking like months ago. Yeah. That Daniel Jones is better than no, Joe that, Burrow. I remember you telling me that, too. That guy's obviously out of his fucking mind. Now, for the Giants to get absolutely shut out makes me just absolutely happy. And hopefully it silences the kid for another week. But I'm just, like, just embarrassed, too. That defense, man, is something else. Is it? Or just the Giants, like, the offensive line might be just that bad. Think about that it. They got, bad, but... they got a rookie center. Andrew Thomas hurt his hamstring yesterday, and now it's going to probably play the rest of the season with a hurt hamstring because he has to protect Daniel Jones because no one else can. Evan Neal's been an absolute failure. I mean, this is this is catastrophic if you're a Giants fan. Everything that – your worst possible thing that could have happened – Andrew Thomas getting hurt. Worst possible scenario. Worst possible scenario. Yeah, it's it. it I mean, if this season is going to be anything like last night for the Giants, it is going to be a long season for the New York Giants. But then again, boys and girls, it is week one. It is week one. Shit like this is going to happen. So um, what do you put the blame on for this Giants defeat? Oh. Do you put it all on one thing, or is there? It's it's just it was a team team in general. There wasn't one person that played good. Daniel Jones looked terrible. Their receivers looked terrible. Saquon, not fifty yards. I guess that's sort of respectable. Saquon but Saquon I mean, had a good first drive. They had a great yeah. first drive, which then and then they got nothing out of it. I couldn't believe it. Like it was just it but was the, like they fell asleep after a false start by um, Andrew Thomas, which he didn't do at all last year, game one, and then the rookie center throwing the ball into into the turf, the new turf, blocked field goal, and from there, yeah. the Cowboys never ever looked back. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, I mean. Just an embarrassing performance for the Cow or for um for the Giants. If you ask me, positive, you have to put the blame on somebody. Number one, number one blame goes to the head coach Brian Dable. They had nothing. They didn't. I don't think they ever had a backup strategy, Zach. And not for nothing too. I'm glad Joey put it in here. How do you keep Daniel Jones out in that game and design a run play for him when you're getting murdered? Essentially, how do you how do you how do you live with yourself like that? You don't design a run for your quarterback. What did the Browns do the second the game was over with the Bengals? They handed to the backup running back like six times in a row to let the clock run. That's what you, you do. You bring in Tyrod Taylor. You bring in your do. backup or your third string running back, and you just run out the clock and just throw the white flag and say, we got to rebuild. We got to fix this for next week. We can't allow this to happen. And not for nothing. Here's what I'm going to say about the hold, New York Hold on. Hold on. Did Bob just say something actually nice about the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson? I reckon he did. Wow, Bob. Bob, I appreciate that, Bob. And I'm uh, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to tip this hat over here to the Dallas Cowboys. Because uh, I, I can't say anything bad about that performance last night. That was an absolute butt-fucking. Can I tell um, you what really annoys me with the Cowboys? Some of the fans. Ruby, Rudy, welcome to the show, by the way, brother. Welcome to the show, Rudy. I'm not even going to be annoyed with the Cowboys fans. Like, really, really hype about this victory. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sakes, Bob. <laughs> I listened to a show on ESPN New York. The producer is a Cowboys fan. When your team wins 40 to nothing, you don't talk about things you want to see them improve. You just don't. You just sit there yeah. and say, you know what? We didn't get a really good look to see what can be improved. The defense and special teams was tremendous. We didn't get to see that much of the offense. It was a great team victory, and we'll see what happens next week. Instead, he's talking about, oh, I want to see the, the offense do this. I want to see more Tony Pollard with this. I'm gonna... Shut up and take the win. You killed them. Killed them. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, good game. I mean, well, not a good game. Very, very shitty Sunday night football game. A game that I was actually very excited for all day. Yeah. Yeah, imagine that. You know, you get all excited from the second you wake up. The time comes, 8.20, 8.25. Kickoff happens. Giants, first drive. Go all the way down to the goal line. False start. Bat snap. Block field goal. I think I... Yeah, I think that block field goal really set the tone. I think you have a screenshot from Isaiah's snap story. It's not my first time, Isaiah. Wink, wink. Okay. Pull up the... Uh, I'm going to pull up the scores here, too. No team has ever lost 40-0 to zero or worse, lost the sack battle 7-0 to zero or worse, lost the turnover battle 3-0 to zero or worse, had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown, threw a pick six in the same season. The Giants did it all in one game. Rudy, uh, my fan... Yeah, Ru- oh, man, this has been a rough week for fantasy. This actually would have been a rough week for a lot of people that have fantasy. I okay. saw a tweet today of a team... Um, it was uh, it was like a screenshot of some guy's roster. Now on paper, this Burrow. was a pretty good. Team. He had to have T Higgins on there. No, he had Joe Burrow. Um, I think it was the roster. I think it was when he like the team that he drafted. Like I don't think it was the team he actually played, but it was like if this was the team that he drafted um, without the injuries because he had Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey. But uh, that team, if, if you played that, uh, like the best team that he drafted, he would have gotten 4.9 fantasy points last night for his entire team on Sunday. That's Speaking nice. of which, going away really from quick, Dallas really right now. Really quick. I know. I wanted to read this out. And I wanted to read this. Just because Rudy's here. Really quick. Okay, really go, quick. hurry up then. Giants drives from 1 through 12. Black kick return really for a touchdown. Three plays, minus really 11 yards. Minus nine yards, pick six, three yards, interception, missed field goal, minus seven God yards, end up seven yards, over on, or three now, downs, 10, 10th drive, fumble, 11, three now, 12th drive, minus four yards, and game. Like, horrendous, horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Um, I mean, it just, who do the Giants have next week? The Arizona Cardinals. The team okay, that so a, a, a good team to... Put them back, I know, but it's a good team to probably put them back in the win column. I mean, fuck, who knows, actually, after what we saw this week. You have you never to put know. 28 on the Cardinals. You have to. Nothing nothing less. It has to be 20. If it's 27, you failed. you got to blow this team out to make your fan base believe again. Not for and nothing. Joey, you just jinxed him. Oh, well, it doesn't matter if you add that to the next part there. It's a jinx now. Yep, Joey, you, you screwed yourself. Sorry about it. What was I going to say for Joey? Really interrupting. Sorry, him. sorry. Yes, Rudy, you're absolutely right. No is correct. Rudy's I, I, I want to give Rudy, no, he's a fucking Lions fan, and I want to give credit where credit's due to the Detroit Lions for taking down the Kansas City Chiefs, but you won't let me. God, Rudy, I'm trying for you, Rudy. <laughs> he's fucking muted now, <laughs> this goddamn bastard. That's not what I meant, okay? Anyways, uh, good game for the Cowboys. Um, let's go back to that Thursday night football game, okay? Let's go back to Thursday night, and then we'll work our way up um, for the rest. We had to start with the Cowboys game because, let's be honest, that was just an It was too embarrassing not to start with it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, the Detroit Lions take down the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, in a nail-biter start to the season. Um, I don't know if you people recall from last episode, I had picked the Detroit Lions to win that game. All right. And yes, I know uh, that Kansas City didn't have Travis Kelsey. They're missing the uh, the old lineman, Chris Jones, that just actually signed a contract. 
defensive lineman. Defensive lineman. Sorry about that. You just signed his contract to return, uh, but like what an hour and a half ago, I'd say probably. One year deal. Yeah, one probably year deal. Take, like prove it. Yeah. So he'll be. Like, they had him sitting in the suite during the game too. <laughs> well, you know what? That's probably. And then he probably saw that disgusting performance, and he's like, "No, no, no. Yep, let's get this done. I need to get back out there." But uh, yeah, no Travis Kelsey. Un- go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a bad boy today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I can see Rudy's all fired up right there. Uh, yeah, I, Joey, I do agree with you. No Kelsey, but um, I think even I'm not going to say that they. Uh, I, I don't think he really would have made that much of a difference with just how. Oh, you never know. The way every other receiver was playing on that team, no one could catch a fucking ball for Kansas City. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. And I'm would. not and I'm not gonna be that guy to sit here and go, well, it's the only reason why the Lions won because there's no fucking Travis Kelsey. Me neither. They played a good fucking game and they deserve that win. And can I, another thing that I and Rudy, well, I want you to listen to this while you're here. Uh when when are they gonna realize that David Montgomery is fucking pathetic? Give the ball to Jamar Gibbs. Give the ball to Gibbs. His carries were so much better. The 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 I think the receiving core for this uh, Kansas City Chiefs team, man, is this is going to be a tough year for Patrick Mahomes. Maybe not a tough year, but this is not a Super Bowl winning receiving core. I think we can agree with that. It wasn't last year neither. Well, last year at least they had a couple guys. I mean. Who? I don't know. Yeah, Smith Schuster. <laughs> Fucking. Actually, and then I mean Valdez Scanling, yeah. who's also back. And then who the hell yeah. is the other guy they had? They had one more dude. Fuck's his name. Come on, just fucking Barton. say it. Yeah, well, he okay. Well, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. He's not even on the team. No, I mean No, no, no. Montgomery is not a dog. No way am I putting him in dog category. Joe, you know who's a dog? Nick Chubb. That's a dog right there. That's a Give motherfucking me dog. Give me your We're going to get into that fucking Browns game. You know what? Fuck it. We're getting into it right now, Robbie. Whoa, Actually, are we whoa, done with the Lions? Whoa, whoa. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Whoa, I haven't even got a chance because maybe I should interrupt you more. No, I even no, no. About the game. Well, then you know what? The floor is yours, you dirty whore. Rudy, you're absolutely right. What a shame Mike Tirico talking about Basically saying it's an asterisk because there was no Travis Kelsey. Shame on Mike Tirico. He's been in this industry for so long. You just don't say you don't just you just don't say that. Shame on him. Yeah, fuck you, Mike. Um, now you roll. Kadarius Tony, man. I mean, that is one of the worst receiving performances I think I've ever seen in the history of the like, NFL. Do you think he? It's right there with Rudy with the Patriots. It's right there. They're both in the same territory. God damn. And literally. The guy in the Patriots' last name is Booty. Um, I mean, the Chiefs didn't have to give up much to get him, but man, I, I bet Giants fans at least like if the Giants saw that where Daniel Jones is like their own perfect crisp pass because they're absolutely perfect. Mahomes is throwing on a dime, and he missed three of them. Not one, not two, three of them. It was absolutely dreadful to watch it. I guess this is why people still use that thing about when they lose in the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers. He ain't no one to kick the ball. I don't know what to say other than get better. Um, I'm in Ross St. Brown. Dare I say. Dare I say I'm in Ross St. Brown might be a top five receiver in the NFL. 
and I'm not disagreeing with you. He is unbelievable. He is a fourth round pick. <laughs> the Darius Tony was taken ahead of him in that draft. A fourth round pick. The first touchdown in the NFL season. And this is just the beginning. Last thing I'm going to say for all the Giants fans out there that might still be listening. I, I don't know if I said it live on here, but Isaiah is a witness. Ant is a witness. Jared Goff. You need to put some respect in his name. For those who think that Daniel Jones is so far better than Jared Goff, you're wrong. Jared Goff's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Jared uh, Goff uh, yeah. Any ten. day of the week. We I think I'm a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. We need to put him in the conversation for top 10 in the NFL. People forgot who this guy was. This guy was a part of the highest scoring game in Monday Night Football history, taking down, oh, the team he just beat, the Kansas City Chiefs. He led his team to Super Bowl. Whether it was a questionable P.I. call that should have been throwing the flag or not, regardless, they made it in. Whether yep. he went to end the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. He made it in. And I'll tell he you was what. there. The Rams may have gotten their Super Bowl. They may have gotten 1-0 like I predicted. Well, actually, no, I think I picked the Seahawks like a dumbass. Um Jared Goff isn't going anywhere anytime soon. This guy, this guy is probably going to make you look like a genius making the Lions win their first NFC North title in 30 years. You know, I I, I love it too because when I was making these predictions, you were looking at me like I was a full-blown retard. And I look know. at it now. I mean, it's only, it's only one. We're only one weekend, folks. I mean, obviously anything can happen, but I, I was impressed with what guess I saw. how many picks you got right? Oh, fuck. I did not do very good, to be honest with you. But now that I know this is serious, uh, I'm going to put a little bit more uh, little bit more into it. I'm also pretty pissed off myself that I didn't choose the fucking Browns. Because, you know what? I should have just done it. I'm a homer. Speaking homo? of the Browns, let me just do this, Robbie. Let me You're just homo? do this. No, I said a homer, you fucking homo. Uh, Cleveland Browns, 24. The AFC... I, I I was just gonna say AFC uh, East or I AFC North. Sorry, but what division is it again? I'm fucking I'm stoned, man. This <laughs> <laughs> one, the North. Yeah. <laughs> I said East first. We have breaking um, news. Breaking news. We have breaking news. We have breaking news. Interrupter is interrupting, but for a good reason this time. Head coach Brandon Staley's come out and said that Austin Eckler's dealing with an ankle injury. Practice this week is uncertain. So will we be seeing Austin Eckler this weekend or this uh, upcoming week? Yeah, where they face the Tennessee Titans. So, I mean, if you got to miss a game against Tennessee, I guess that's not a. It's not exactly the the best team. You know what I mean? It's it's probably a team you'd 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 probably choose to if you had to choose a team to miss a guy. They'd be on that list. You know what I'm saying? Uh, back to what I was saying. Cleveland Browns, twenty four. Cincinnati Bengals, who everyone had winning the AFC North. Still do. Know, well, they got absolutely destroyed 24-3 by the dog pound in Cleveland. Joe Burrow uh, put up an amazing 82 yards throwing on 14 throws for, sorry, 14 completions for 31 attempts. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Deshaun Watson, I mean, I'm not going to say he had a great game. By any means, he did what he needed to do out there. 154 yards, one touchdown, one interception. The one thing I will say I noticed about Deshaun, um, a lot of throws were underthrown. 
So when he can figure that out, I'm sure, you know, he's still going to be getting back into a flow of things. And anyways, first game of the season, uh, Nick Chubb just had himself a fucking game out there. Even Watson for the Russian, though. He had, he had some very key, key rushes for us that came up big. The defense was unbelievable for us last uh, yesterday. Just stop after stop after stop, which arguably really wasn't that hard because Burrow was throwing just horrific throws left, right, and center. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with that guy. A day after signing the biggest contract in NFL history, and that's the performance that he throws out there. Uh, just disgusting. I actually also was kind of a fan. I didn't mind this uh, this little backup running back we have, the guy that took uh, – uh, what's his face position there? Kareem Hunt's position. Kareem Hunt's position. So you, you, were you surprised he wasn't on a squad by week one? I thought I thought maybe we'd see him sign somewhere. Well, he might. Should I just bring up about uh... – might as well. J.K. Dobbins out for the year with the torn Achilles. Yep, yep. So Baltimore is definitely now in the uh, in the market for a running back. Should um, be, should be. Least. Now, Robbie, I, I don't really have much more to say about this Cleveland game. I'm just very excited now. That it, it, it was a good start to the season for us. I mean, it couldn't have gone any better, to be honest with you. But uh, everything was clicking. Even Stefanski was making, uh, making good plays because, yeah, I believe I heard yesterday that he's – Officially making all the offensive calls now, which I don't know if he was doing that last year or not, but now it's all in his hands. So taking a big, uh, big step there. But uh, go dog pound go. Um, I want to just say that I'm not making any excuses because this was just like every game in the NFL, including last night's game and potentially tonight's game. The rain, the weather was brutal. Such yeah. a factor in all these games. Zach, you watch the game. I watch the game. I texted you. I said, this is a snooze fest oh, of a game. This it was terrible. terrible. Joe Burrow couldn't even get a grip of the football. Joe Burrow was literally like guiding the throws. He wasn't able to like, you know, throw it with authority. Like, you know, you deal with cold weather. You deal with snow. You could find a way. He couldn't find a way. He was trying to glove. Didn't work. Try without the glove. Didn't work. Hey, you didn't they, see Deshaun complaining about it. No, Deshaun, but here's the difference between Deshaun and Joe, which worked in the Browns' favor. Joe, unlike Deshaun, can't do anything to make up for this leg. Deshaun Watson was incredible. Scrambling. Scrambling. He did a great job doing all that, but the Browns did suffer a big loss. Massive. Massive loss. Arguably their best lineman. Mr. Jack Conklin, torn ACL, and I believe MCL, he is out. For the rest of the year, Zach, how much of a factor is this going to play going? Oh, forward? I mean, I, the thank God the line is fucking great already, but obviously losing a guy like that, I mean that that is a massive loss. But hey, you know what? It opens up the door for uh, for another one of these big boys to come in and make a name for himself. So you never know what you're going to see. Um, if you're going to ask me who the backup tackle is that would be taking his position or his place, I would have no fucking clue. Uh, so let me hit up the Goog right now. Let me hit up the Goog. Browns. This is lineman. <laughs> huh? Said I couldn't tell you either. It's just offensive lineman. Who the hell knows? Okay, let's go here. Um, that's special teams. You're looking at your depth chart for your lineman? Yeah, yeah. Now, I, uh, I'm only getting offense, though. Oh, there's defense here. Who was the one that got injured there? Is he not even on this list anymore? <laughs> yeah, for good reason. He's done for the year, Jack 
tackling you moron. Well, I thought maybe they throw him on with like a little IR or something, you know? Oh, Oh, it's uh, Dewan Jones. Now, (laughs) Dewan Jones. I want to say he's a rookie. Actually, you know what? I did. They were talking about this guy. This guy came out of Ohio State. um, And he was getting a lot of praise for how he played in that game last week. So, or uh, yesterday. So, I I didn't really notice him too much, to be honest with you. But, um, hey, this is time to step up now. 22 years old. It's going to be interesting to see, but I have I have trust in Dewand. Dewand's going to wave that Dewand around, and we're going to uh, we're going to go out there and win us some football games this year. Such a oh my god, that was that was one of the gayest things I've ever heard you say. Hmm. Should be next game. Let's do let's do a full like yeah. recap here of the NFL Zach. <laughs> full well, recap. Okay, can I? Uh, we'll go through some games that I didn't watch a second of, but we already talked about J.K. Dobbins. So we might as well go through this Baltimore Ravens, Houston Texans game. How, from what I saw on Twitter, Lamar Jackson looked like shit. He didn't it's... look all that impressive. The, the The defense played such a big part into the victory. Zay Flowers actually looked really, really good. Um, outside of that, it was the it was more of a Zay Flowers and Dobbins show on offense. Um, the defense looks great, but then again, you got to take consideration you're facing C.J. Stroud in his first career NFL start. Yeah. How did he but, do? Uh, I wouldn't say anything spectacular. Hey, well, 28 for 44, 242 yards. I mean, no touchdown, no interception. It's not great, but it's not no, definitely it's be a lot worse. In the NFL, and obviously, there's a lot of patience with the Houston Texans. So it's I'm not saying the Texans fucking receiving core. I can't see them being uh, too strong. No, no. Nico Collins, their best available option, really. Robert so. Woods. Yeah, Robert Woods. I man, I caught all, I caught onto a lot of these games watching Red Zone. So what else we got here? Okay, next we got uh, the game that I called being a tie. Classic. Um, the Arizona or Arizona Atlanta Falcons and Carolina Panthers. You are the first sick. game for these this uh, Bryce Young that everyone was so excited for, and very very mediocre for Bryce Young. Yeah, um, it was more of the running back committee, Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson leading the charge for the Falcons. Drake London, I don't think, had a single catch. Um, but there, this Falcons offense has a chance to be really dynamic. It's just a matter of the quarterback. So Desmond Ritter's going to have to find a way to lead this team um, going this point forward. And Joey, yeah, you're part of the reason why people hate the Cowboys. Every reference we're bringing up has something to do with the Cowboys, Joey. Shut up. No one cares about the Cowboys like that. Stop it. God damn. Robbie's uh, feeling hot today, I guess, huh? If I had a dollar for any time you brought up something, you could bring up Steak and Shake. The Cowboys actually have one in Section 412 AB in the concourse area. Joey. Joey. So... I heard you mention Bijan. Or do you know? <laughs> and I mean, I guess he sort of has lived up to this hype so far in that first game. It was a great first touchdown. Um, well, fuck, but... I mean, 56 rush yard, 56 rushing yards on 10 attempts, uh, and then tops it off with 27 receiving yards on six catches. I mean, that that's a hell of a game to start off your uh, your football career there. 
yeah, and plenty more progress to make. Yep. All righty. Now, what do we got next? Um, this game I thought was going to be a little bit closer. Um, but I guess it just goes to show that the San Francisco 49ers might be, well, we, they're definitely one of the best teams of football, but they might be the best team of football. Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of people who thought was going to be their best receiver. It ain't Debo Samuel. It ain't George Kittle. It is I- Brandon motherfucking Ayuk. Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk is the best receiver in the San Francisco 49ers. And it's not even close at this point. The connection that Brock Purdy and him have is unbreakable. It's unbelievable. I'll tell you what, if I was a football team, honestly, 49ers really don't need Debo Samuel like that anymore, honestly. Yeah, you got, I mean, you might as well trade him, get what you need, get to your a, a nice package for him. But I mean, it's also, Ayuk could also be getting a lot more of these looks because Debo Samuel is also on that field with him as well. Well, you have Debo Samuel on the field with him. McCaffrey. McCaffrey in the field with him. You have George Kittle on the field with yeah, him. Yeah, so that's another running, reason, too. Why... That, include, that doesn't include uh, Debo, then it's Eli Mitchell. The 49ers. Thank God they put this rule in after what happened last year to Brock Purdy where he literally couldn't throw the football. We're talking the 49ers potentially could have made it to the Super Bowl if they had a quarterback who could throw the football. Yep. Well, it looks like they found one now. And here we go with the Steelers really quick. Kenny Pickett. Everyone's talking. He's going to make a big leap. He's going to be impressive. Kenny Pickett is going to lead them to the playoffs. What a terrible, horrendous. I actually might spray some of this in my eyeballs. It was that bad. Lysol in the eyeballs. Like, dude, absolutely terrible. What an embarrassment. And what is this dude wearing gloves for? What is it? it wasn't I don't think it was raining in uh in Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. I I, I didn't watch any of this game either, to be honest with you. It's popped up on Red and not for nothing. They started using utilizing Najee Harris way late in the game. It should have been from the start. From the start. Well, you know who did get utilized this game? TJ Watt. Christian McCaffrey. TJ Watt, three sacks, I believe he had that game. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, 152 rushing yards. A 65 rushing touchdown. I mean, uh, nothing else I can say about it. Nothing else I can say about it. Pittsburgh has got the, they got their hands full next week too, baby. Cause the Cleveland Browns are coming into town. Oh, and we're looking yeah. to spread some butt cheeks and fuck. <clears throat> Washington commanders versus the Arizona Cardinals. Um, did not watch a second of this game either, to be honest with you. I need to get red zone because uh yeah, I said to watch three or four football games this entire weekend. Red zone is spectacular. Yeah, you get a little glimpse of everything. Yep. Um game was atrocious, horribly played. Um I had if I was in a survivor pool, I said I would take Washington. It was I a did take Washington. But I'll tell you what, I'm not even joking when I say I never lost a bit of confidence. Josh Dobbs, the Arizona Cardinals, I understand that Sam Hall is a second year, but everyone calls him a rookie because he didn't play it all last year, essentially. Second year quarterback versus Josh Dobbs, a journeyman. I would have taken what they have to offer in their offense in Washington compared to Arizona and feel comfortable the rest of the way. Bing bam, baby. Bing bam. Uh, also, I love to see how Bijan is now like he's. Or I saw Bijan. Uh, the hell's the other guy's name? Brian. Brian Robinson. Yep. Brian yeah. Robinson was got shot and returned to the field quacker than Mike Quacker, quicker to the field than Michael Thomas 
hurting his toe. And it's nice to see that he is like now it looks like he has solidified that uh that number one running back spot mm-hmm. for this commander's team. So good on you. Good on you, Robinson. Uh, good on you. Bless you, sweetheart. Okay. Next game, we have the first upset of the season. Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking down Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. And they did it in Minnesota. And Kirk, you can't even put the blame on Kirk for this one either. We had like 334 yards or something like that. Yeah, he did. Bring up the stats right now. For only like 14 points, like yeah, 17 points, 344 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Now I can tell you one thing right now that uh, Minnesota missed huge in this game, Robbie. Uh, let me go through the following things: uh, Dalvin Cook, yep, Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. Zadarius Smith. I was gonna Dalvin Cook was definitely the one that I was uh, thinking of for sure. I mean that. I, I don't know about this Madison guy. I know it was just the first it was the first game of the season, but 34 yards, I'm not sold on him. Against a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team like that. Well, I'll tell you this. Tampa Bay does have a good front seven with uh Devin White, Levante David, and the three hundred and fifty pound monster in Via de Via. Not He's an easy monster. front seven. So I'll give him I guess we'll, we'll give him, we'll give him credit where credits due. Um, I, I gotta say, it, it, Justin Jefferson just looked completely defeated after that game. He had a great game though. Can't put the blame on him. 150 yeah, yards receiving. You know he wants that contract. Yep. Well, I think that guy is going to get fucking paid. He is going to get paid. But like, yeah, what what went wrong for this fucking team here? For Minnesota? Yeah. Outside of only throwing to Jefferson, literally with five people around him in the vicinity, they don't have they don't have a run game. They don't have a run game. Zadarius Smith leaving the team is a big hit. Patrick Peterson going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though Patrick Peterson isn't the old Patrick Peterson, he was one of their best um, backfield uh, defensive backs for football. Um, fuck on the team last year. Now he's a Steeler. <laughs> You know, they, they lost a lot of pieces, and most of it is veteran players in Zadarius Smith and Patrick Peterson and Adam Thielen. But that takes a big hit, man. That's yeah. a significant hit. And, you know, you got the drama coming in because TJ Hawkinson got paid. But Justin Jefferson, they're saying, oh, lean off the kickoff. It'll probably happen. It hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. It has not happened. Um, I mean, and th- I mean, I, that's just a, it's an inexcusable loss for Minnesota. That's a team you cannot fucking lose to to start your season. It is. Le- you got to give credit to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Baker did. You know what? Baker did play a great game for, for his standards anyways. Actually, you know what? No, he played a great game for anyone's standards. Not too many throwing yards, but two, two throwing touchdowns, zero interceptions, 21 for 34, only 173 throwing yards, but you're biased. I like Baker. I, I want to see him succeed. You guys ruined him. You let I him play through all those him. injuries. This is all your fault. Fuck you then, Baker. Um, all right, remember let's move on. Oh, three, two, one. <laughs> Did you hear that? No, but ah, the attempt shit, you are a disgusting human being. 
Yes, I remember last week when I when I tore my or I asked uh, or said that I wish Lamar Jackson would tear his ACL. But what I really said was I wish J.K. Dobbins would tear his Achilles. And look what happened. Look what happened. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah wow. I said that shit. You deserve you deserve death. Well, that's that's a bit far because I Is wish it? To a, guy, a man to rupture his Achilles after he ruptured his Achilles. You think he wanted to do that? You know what? Why don't we talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars beating up on the Indiana Indianapolis right. Colts? And why don't we talk about? I'm not even. I'm going to blow right past Anthony Richardson, and I want to talk about his younger fucking brother. Did you see this guy's younger brother? No, I did not. He is 13 years old. His voice sounds like he has. He's 45, and he has. I'll wait for it. Neck tattoo. 13. That's awkward. I, I mean, That's I can't fucking believe it. Um, but I'll yeah. tell you one thing right now. I think out of all the rookie quarterbacks, we have found the one that performed the best out of that class. Not even close. Anthony Not Richardson best. outplayed the shit out of these rookie quarterbacks yesterday. And he had a good game, man. He had a good game. They were rating that game right to the last snap. So credits to him. Maybe the Colts won't be as bad as we thought they're going to be. Obviously, the team will improve uh, with Jonathan Taylor coming back in week five. If he's going to. Yeah, if he's going to. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I actually want to see the stats here from Indy now. Who was their running back? Deion Jackson. Deion Jackson. He, 13 rushes for 14 yards. So safe to say they desperately need Taylor back or any other one, any other running back. Kareem Hunt still there. I mean, I You're the real MVP. Oh, is that 97? Tony Hobbs is now following the sports cave. We are three followers away from a hundred. Tony Hobbs. You're a motherfucking G baby. That's what it's all about. The contributions. We're not going to notice Tony. Thank you very much, Antonio. Well, how do you know his name's Antonio, dude? You can't just be name profiling motherfuckers like that. Don't tell me I live my life. Uh, yeah, Jacksonville pumps him up. Trevor Lawrence looked great. Calvin Ridley looked great. First game back in over a year. Yep. Um, just, you know what? All around good performance. All around good performance with Jacksonville. True. Very true. And if and if you're a Colts fan watching this game, I feel like you cannot be angry. I think your team battled very well right till the end, like I just said. Uh, and I, I, I'll be honest, looked a lot better than I thought they were going to look. So I think there's positives to take out of this for both sides of this motherfucker. Now, another absolute snooze fest of a football game this Sunday, Robbie. Oh, sorry. Did you have, did you have something to say about that, Colts, Jacks? No? No, not necessarily. I think you broke down everything perfectly. Um, I will say one thing really quick. Yes, sir. We could see the resurgence of Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, yeah, he did have a really good game too. Very good he game did have a really good game, and maybe him, him, maybe him and Richardson got that fucking little chemistry connection going on. Be a good thing. Tennessee Titans versus New Orleans Saints. I did not watch any of this game either, to be honest with you. Ryan Tannehill sucks, is what I heard. Yeah. You, you, honestly. Wow, I just saw his stat line. That is ridiculous. You look terrible the whole game, Zach. The whole game. Can I can I read it out real quick in case yes. people don't know? 
So uh, what Robbie's referring to is the quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, the Tennessee Titans, who went for a whopping 16 completions, 34 attempts for 198 yards, a big goose egg in the passing touchdown, and a wait for it, three interceptions to start off his football season. Great game, Brian Tannehill. And you know who's getting pretty uh, fucking excited? Is it the, that? Who's that? Will Lewis? Will Levis was the one that got Will Levis and there? Malik Willis. They have two. They have two. Malik Willis oh, and Will Levis. Those guys were probably smiling that entire fucking game because Ryan Tannehill is playing himself out of a career right now. It, it was absolutely terrible to watch in the red zone. Derek Carr wasn't that much like that much better. It was a horrible quarterback game to watch. Yeah, but uh, in the end, New Orleans prevails as Olave started to wake up and. Uh, King Henry still has the stiff arm, let me tell you. Still got it. Yep. Uh, another game that I didn't, I got this red zone. I need to get red zone because I didn't watch the second of this one either. And I kind of wanted to because I wanted to see how Russell Wilson was going to perform under Sean Payton. And we're talking about the Las Vegas Raiders coming into well, Denver Reed, Reed, Reed against is the numbers. Denver Broncos. Read his numbers. Russ's. Okay. Let me go to the stats here. Okay. Russell Wilson. 27 completions, 34 attempts. That's very good. 177 oh. yards. So that's, you know, it's, it's mediocre. That's a problem. What? I, think, I 100, think 177 yards going 27 for 34. Yes. There should be a lot more yards than that. Uh, oh, yes. I think the problem is, Zach, I don't think Russ is built for Denver. That high altitude is sucks, so. Sucks the energy out of you. Well, not even that. Like, when Russ threw his deep ball in Seattle, his deep ball, that thing carried. That had loft time for days. You do that in Denver, it's not Eyes as easy. Out. Not as easy. I just think that in the end, what we're going to see end up happening here, Sean Payton's going to tell him this isn't the guy. This isn't the guy. And we're going to see Russell Wilson out of Denver. Damn, Who will take hot. him on? It, it, it's a good question because a lot of the teams already have what they feel like they need at the quarterback position. If there's any team that really could take them on and see if they can help them in the future. Might be worth it, man. I know. And you know what? I'm trying to think of a team, but Zach, I don't think there is a team. I don't. Well, let's say Denver stuck with what you got then, but Hey, you know, it's Russell Wilson. He's a, I don't know if I want to use the term legendary career, but it's definitely been a fantastic career for him thus far. We'll go with, we'll go with very good career. Yeah. Very good. Um, And then if we're, if we're talking about Las Vegas, I mean, uh, I haven't heard yet, but I'm pretty sure Jacoby Myers is still knocked the fuck out from yesterday. Jacoby Myers that was scary. That was one of the like worst late hits I've ever seen in the history of the NFL. Just snoozing right away, arms up right in the there, air. Okay, Alonzo to, to and, joke. <laughs> and then the best part about it, let's just get the camera crew to fucking 50 times zoom into his eyeballs as they're rolling to the back of his fucking head. Like, what? I know I'm going to use this word again, but how fucking retarded are these <laughs> are these television companies, man? That you, you didn't learn with Tua when he was fucking doing cerebral palsy hand signals after getting knocked out for Christ's sakes. You didn't learn with DeMar Hamlin. It's like, when shit like this is going on, we don't want to fucking see the zoom in of their guy's face. When I was watching the UConn game Saturday, someone from UConn like broke their leg really bad. You know what they elected to do? We're not going to give you any replays. 
No replays will be shown. There you go. You want to go see it? Go to Twitter. It'll be on Twitter somewhere. Uh, and didn't Jimmy G also get hurt that game too? Nope. Jimmy G is fine. Okay. I thought he got hurt near the end. Here is the thing about Jimmy Garoppolo, and it all plays into his health. It all plays into his health. Yes, sir. Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner. That dude knows how to win. He does. He didn't win the Super Bowl, but let me tell you something, folks. The second we saw Trey Lance go down, Jimmy G stepped up significantly for the 49ers until Brock Birdie took over. He stepped up for the Patriots when Tom Brady had to deal with his four-game suspension. He led the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner. He has to maintain his health. That's the biggest key thing. Not for nothing, too. Here's what else I want to say about the Denver Broncos. The Las Vegas Raiders have one of, if not the worst defenses in the NFL, and to only put up 16 points. It's pretty sad. I don't think I don't think it's a Sean Payton problem. I really don't think it's a Sean Payton problem. It is a Russell Wilson problem. Well, I mean, he, you have Sean Payton already coming out and like attacking his character. Like, this is football time. This isn't about kissing babies and trying to look good for the press. We need to play some football. Yeah. And if that's what Russ is about, then it's time to retire. Go make a, you know, go go expand your horizons with Sierra doing all that. I'm not saying Russ is a bad person. Russ is a great person. But when it comes to football, you have to be dedicated. If you didn't watch that Netflix series, you have to be dedicated throughout the whole season. Damn right you do. You're goddamn right. All right. Now, I think we got to move on to uh, what has, what not even has been, but what will 100% be the game of the week. Miami Dolphins versus the Chargers. I mean, just a back and forth battle like no tomorrow. 36 for Miami, 34 for Chargers. Ty, Reek, Hill, and Tua Tagavaloa, Tagavaloa, however the fuck you say his Hawaiian-ass last name. I, if there was any questions about how he's going to look after getting those two concussions last year, uh, they've been answered. And the answer is unfucking believable Unbelievable. Let me bring up some stats for you motherfuckers here, okay? Tua bench. <laughs> that that is an absolute stinger because he went 28 completions, 45 attempts, 466 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. 215 of those passing yards went to Tyreek Hill, who also racked up two touchdowns as well. And I'm starting to think, Robbie, that your pick for offensive player of the year. So far, I think he'd have to be in the lead. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, what a fucking game. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the rushing stats for him. I mean, I, I was going to say rushing stats aren't jumping off the page, but they really didn't need to. When two was throwing the ball like that, they're not going to be giving the ball to running backs. How many people are so quick to give up on Tua? You know what, man? I, so many people you, really hated on Tua, do. and I didn't understand what the hate was about. This dude is was, good. And he was amazing last year before those concussions. He was having a great year. And even after like, even after the second one, he was pretty solid, no? Or the first one, he was still yeah. in the thing. Tua is a great quarterback. Let's, and let's you know what? You had to give out 10 quarterbacks, the top 10. You got Mahomes, you got Allen, you got Burrow, you got Aaron Rodgers. Hurts. Hurts, Lamar. I'm putting Sean in there just because I'm biased. You could put <laughs> Sean there, I guess. Uh, I mean, we said it earlier. I'm I'm at this point, I'm probably gonna throw Goff in that equation too. Goff? I'm trying to think. I know we're missing some big ones here. Damn right we are. 
Not yet, Steve. Not yet. Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, that's a big one we're missing. Tua. Tua. Well, I think we said him, didn't we? No, no, we didn't see him. I think that's pretty well all the names I can think of anyways. It's a good amount of them. Yeah. Lamar in there. You got Burrow in there. You got Mahomes in there. It's a lot of, I mean, there's some fucking. It hurts. There's a lot of good quarterbacks, but Tua needs to be recognized as a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. He is right there. Uh, another guy you mentioned as a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, and I definitely, no, no, no arguments there, Justin Herbert. Uh, a decent game for him yesterday, 228 passing yards, one passing touchdown, but the offense seemed to be flowing through Austin Eckler. So if that, I mean, he rushed for 117 yards and 16 rush attempts for an average of 7.3 yards. I mean, that's fucking pretty impressive. This Chargers team will go nowhere as long as Brandon Staley is still the head coach. Yeah, Robbie is very, I mean, we know, uh, Bob, a little early to be putting Purdy top 12. That's that's a guarantee. I'd put him top 20, 25. But I got to see, I got to see some consistency and some, some, play like that week in and week out before we start having that debate. Not for nothing. A lot of the games that were won last year was based off of Christian McCaffrey coming in as good as Purdy was and, you know, the record was incredible, but there's a good amount of quarterbacks that take more Brock Purdy still, and that's not a knock. We could see Brock Purdy climb up in the top 12 like you put right there, or maybe even, like, top 12, you're basically saying that he's number 12. Like, when you put top 12, you could just say, yeah. I have Brock Purdy right at 12. Say, Are you going to put him in the top 12? I mean, I guess with all the quarterbacks this year, you can probably maybe make an argument for top fifteen, but it would it would be an argument. He is top fifteen. Is he better than Cousins? I don't know. Is he better than Dak? I don't know. Is he better than Geno Smith? I don't know. <laughs> you just don't. Yeah. So in other words, folks, Zach has Brock Purdy at top twenty highest. I have him in that. In the, you know, I I I just want to see more from. Him. That's all I'm saying. Now, Robbie, I'm okay. I know you've been waiting for this moment here. Actually, shit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Next game is the Rams and Seahawks. My bad, dude. My bad. You're waiting one more. Uh Rams Seahawks. I I think I had the Seahawks winning this one, but uh, obviously I was wrong. I have it written down here as. Seahawks beat Rams, but I'm almost certain I said on air Rams beat Seahawks. Hey, whatever the fuck you have written almost down there, hundred percent certain. Well, you're gonna have to go back and uh, you'll have to go back and re-listen. Yeah, because right now in the picks you have seven, I have six, and we both have the Jets winning tonight, so you'll be up one on me either way. All right. Well, if we go back, if you go back and can prove you said the Rams, then I'll give it to you. Uh, Matt, I mean, hell of a game for Stafford. No, no passing touchdowns, but 334 yards. I love the video. Uh, no of Cooper Aaron Cup Donald. either. I love the video of Aaron Donald charging at Geno Smith. And oh, oh, my oh my God. <laughs> I Can you blame him? No. I would have shit myself. You see that fucking massive man running right at you. What if he was screaming? He's like, what if he's screaming? He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh. You got to laugh at shit like that, though. I love that. Geno Smith, but while we're talking about him, uh, this is not the same Geno we saw last season. So. What did I tell you, dude? I I don't know if he could do it in another year. That's why I have them coming in third, just ahead of the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, if he plays like that, it ain't going to be it ain't going to be a good season for the uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. But like we always said, dude. it's week one. It is week one. Okay, Robbie. 
The floor is yours for the New England Patriots against the Philadelphia Eagles. And actually, before you go, Patriots played a hell of a lot better and a hell of a lot closer to the game than I thought it was going to be. So go to town. All right. You don't want to put any input in, or you want to? You know, what? the input I'll put in is um, whoever the fuck decided to uh, call the quarterback run play on uh, Jalen Hurts uh, near the end of that game is the dumbest person I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I, I agree with Bob. I think Patriots. Well, maybe not they should have won the game, but they they had they had a very good chance of winning that game. But we're also talking about the Philadelphia Eagles here. We're not talking about a fucking dumpster fire team. We're talking about. Arguably the best team in football. I mean, there's a few teams you can put in that category, but so I I think for that game, I, I think if I'm a Patriots fan, I'm watching that game. I'm not I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous at all. You held Jalen Hurts to one touchdown throwing. You held that offense down to one touchdown. That was it. One touchdown all game. So the interception, uh, the pick six, costly, but. Uh, that could easily turn around. Mac Jones looked good. 316 yards, three touchdown passes, one interception. That he very easily could have been uh, the Patriots game, but it, it, at the end of the day, it went to the Eagles. Um, but I, I'd say I'd say it's a hell of a start for, for the Patriots, and I think they're uh, shutting down a lot of these haters, like myself. I was one of the haters. Well, now that they have an offensive coordinator again, we get to see the duo that was so great his rookie year, and Hunter Henry and Mac Jones, who just clicked, and Last year, it was like they were far from ever connecting because nothing was ever designed perfectly. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is never going to be the same Zeke, but boy, did he show some glimpses of the old Zeke. He looked very good. Ramondre Stevenson didn't look all that good. He was battling a stomach illness most of the week, so I'm not going to be too particularly mad at his uh, gameplay. Max started off terrible from the start, and then he settled in. He went 10 for 10 in his next 10 pass attempts for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. The guy that only had one touchdown all of last year has two. A lot of phone calls about him, Mr. Kendrick Bourne. Okay, hold on. Um, you got to say that again. You, you lagged there for a second. Perfect. <laughs> Re- reboot. Okay. <clears throat> Ready? Yep. Reminder, Stevenson was battling a stomach illness. Can't really blame him for his lackluster performance. He'll probably pick it up the next week. Um the guy that had only one touchdown reception in all of last year has two in week one. That's Mr. Kendrick Bourne, who the Patriots received phone calls on and elected not to trade him for these reasons. They have a bunch of solid wide receiver twos and threes on the team that just fit together perfectly because they all have speed. Here's where they lost the game. Not kicking the field goals. They had a chance Going with the for it. Left. They went for it. There were a couple of times they had chances that are blowing my mind. I don't have the game perfectly memorized. Kyle used to be really good for that. He used to be able to memorize the game perfectly. Like, I didn't have to say nothing because he had it all pictured well. Shout out, Kyle. Uh, but I'll tell you what. This booty guy from LSU needs to get his booty mind and understand that this is the NFL booty. This ain't college. You need to get two feet in. If you can't make the catch, but I see you trying to get two feet in, I can live with it. I really and, can. And it's week one. I'm yeah. not I'm not aggravated at all. I'm more so impressed. And I'm telling you, man, a lot of people laughed at me because they think I'm trying to be biased. I'm not. 
they brought in someone to you know be the new um, number one corner in Christian Gonzalez. Jack Jones is on the pup list. We'll see what happens. He's not going to go to jail. It looks like after all, he's going to play in the NFL. So you'll get him back. Jabril Peppers was very good yesterday to go alongside with Jalen Mills. Matthew Judon doing his thing. The offensive line looks solid. And with Hunter Henry and Kaseki out there at the same time, I think and to only lose by, I think it was five, right? It was 20 to 25 or no, it was 20, 25-20. I'm not, I'm not disappointed. I, I honestly thought they were going to get mollywopped, but Nick Sirianni also came out and said, I'm going to reconsider what I do in the preseason because they looked really rusty. As, yep. as boring as the preseason is, and you don't want to risk your players getting hurt, you also, when you're in the division with the Dallas Cowboys, God damn it, Joey's not here, I don't think anymore, but when you're in the division with the Dallas Cowboys, you you can't take every week for granted. You got to be guns ablazing week one. Yeah, exactly. You got to show the fuck up because that's a so, tough fucking division. Once Mac Jones settled in, the Patriots looked really good. Mac Jones looked really good. And I think they're going to have a better year this year. Now, next Sunday night, you see this guy right here with the Yankees hat, with the Union City Cuts t-shirt? Yep. Highly considering going to the game. Sunday Miami night Dolphins. Football, Miami Dolphins doing the Patriots. Highly a hell of a game. Um, And we all know what also happened that day. What happened that day? Oh, the, the game? Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Did you see him fucking plant one on Robert Kraft? It was on the cheek, but he still did it. He always has. It's a gay man. It's not a gay man. That's a gay man. I think Robert Kraft's Italian. That's what they do. They do the... Yeah, I fucking... Okay. You, you... Actually, yeah, you go for it. Yeah. I was going to say a stand-up joke I heard about that. This guy talking about like uh how like we're we're banning the wrong immigrants from coming. He's like we shouldn't be looking at like the Middle Eastern guys. He's like, he's like we don't want like he's like people want to ban like Middle Eastern immigrants from coming to the country. He's like, he's like, why? Because they do sex crimes. Uh, have you ever met an Italian man? <laughs> and he just starts going on. I was dying, man. But go on, sir. Oh, you gotta chug your water here. Look at that. Bitches be thirsty. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, that right. Tell you what, I started the gym again, so I'm trying to get that water in, water intake again. Yeah, me too, sister. Cheers. Yeah, that's basically water. I don't know why you call that beer. Um, yeah, dude, you hold on, hold on. You drink Bud Light, which is like sucking a cock in today's no, day and age. No, I don't. So, incorrect. Now continue. Miller lights. Um. He's going to get his number retired, obviously. They're going to skip the four-year window, which they should for him. He should be the exception. And uh, you could tell how hard it hit him. You know, I don't think he ever wanted to leave New England, ever. I'm sure he's grateful for his time in Tampa Bay, but you could tell that dude didn't want to ever leave New England. And uh, that's part of the Bills' ego, and that's why I think Bill's on the hot seat. You heard it here first. Bill is a great head coach. But at certain time periods... The old style doesn't work. Why do you think Greg Popovich adapted and is still coaching to this day? I mean, Pop said it best in his Hall of Fame speech. He, he told Tony Parker, he said, I had to change my coaching tactics. Tony, what I did to you back then, would I not be fired for, you know, <laughs> I don't I don't know what. And Tony's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can laugh you know, about it now. You laugh about it now, but can't. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. 
Patriots are going to win nine games this year. Bank on it. Bam. Well, you know who else looked? Uh, you know who else looked pretty fucking good this week? Uh, and it was a guy that I really wasn't expecting to look very good. Jordan Love, and I almost feel bad for Chicago Bears fans because they probably saw Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge, Aaron Rodgers departing from Green Bay. Just fucking let's throw a parade. The division is open, and now they got to fucking face this guy for the next ten to fifteen years. Yeah, when Aaron Judge left the Green Bay Packers, the you know Bears were definitely you know rejoicing. Okay, I obviously corrected myself. You're wearing a Yankees hat. Okay, it's a very easy mistake to make. No, it's not. You don't hear me saying Austin Matthews or William Neal. Shut up and fucking just fucking talk about the football game. All right, I made a mistake. Your existence. What? I'm just kidding. Uh, Jahir Alexander shut down DJ Moore. Bam. Justin Fields. You have to be a passing quarterback in the NFL, not a running quarterback. There's two different things. Um, and the Bears, I don't know if they're ever going to figure it out. I don't know if the Bears are just cursed. You it's, might have just accept the fact that you're cursed. Well, you know what? What what might have cursed them picking Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes. That might have been the <laughs> the final straw from the football gods for the Chicago Bears. So ah. Yeah. This is one I thought they were going to have, Robbie. I just thought, I thought it was, this was this was going to be a winnable game for them. And now I'm thinking they're going to win at most five games this year. Yeah, if they're lucky. Not looking good. Not looking good in Chi Town. Uh, credit to the Packers. Aaron Jones looked tremendous. Lucky Bob. Christian Watson. Um, good luck to them the rest of the way. And I have them coming in second for a reason. Yep, it looks like my pick. Uh, I think I had them coming in. I think it was third. Was it dead last? Dead last or third. I don't know. You have it in your phone. Let me see who's in that division, and I'll tell you where I had him. Bears, Vikings, Lions, Packers. I would have had him coming last place, so that's that's good. That's good. All right. You know what? Let's preview uh, before this game starts. Let's let's preview this uh, this Monday night game. I know we kind of did already a little bit of a preview uh, last week's episode, but it's fresh. Uh, We both have the Jets winning this game, you said? I do have the Jets winning this game. You heard that, Steve-O? I have the Jets win this game. Now, Adam Schefter treated out. Um, Robert Sala has an emotional connection towards 9-11. I'm not mistaken. I think it had something to do with his brother. I don't know uh, what necessarily, but I think 9-11 did affect him in a way. And um, Rex Ryan came out and said, you know, I've coached many of games. I've... Uh, you know, coach big time moments, but he never felt more pressure in his coaching career than winning a game on nine eleven. Because yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a heavy heart you know game for four hundred thousand uh, New Yorkers still suffer PTSD from nine eleven. Yeah, I would fucking understand why, because they're probably thinking every fucking day that these damn Taliban, Al Qaeda, fucking pussies can hijack a plane and drive it into another one of these buildings. Yep. You know um, what, Robbie? I wish a motherfucker like that would try to hijack a plane. I'm on. I'll kill him in front of everybody on that goddamn plane. Fuck with me, Al-Qaeda. Or EZs, whatever you guys want to be called nowadays. <clears throat> Anywho, let's, uh, let's talk about the football game. I Steve, I also, have, I also have the Jets one of this one. Before you say anything too risky, you should... Yeah, you know what? They have computers down there, and... Just, you know, just... Just be chill over there, guys. <laughs> Just be chill. <laughs> Just be chill. Yeah, I got the, 
I got the Jets winning this game, and I don't know if you have this game on right now. I'm I'm digging these Jets new uh these Jets new Jets jerseys. Yeah, they actually are pretty nice. It's a new era in um in uh East Rutherford. Someone at work was telling me he's like, oh, it's gonna be the same thing over again with Brett Favre. You know, Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's supposed to win all these games. It could be the same thing with Brett Favre. And no, it's not because the Jets have a way better defense than what they have with Brett Favre. Garrett Wilson. They say Brees Hall is available, but Dalvin Cook's going to get the majority of snaps to go alongside with his soul, you know, his his former cast of Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, CJ Uzuma. The only big question that we're going to see today, if the Bills can exploit it without Von Miller, is the offensive line. Yep. And obviously, without Von Miller, it's going to be a, that's a massive loss for him. Oh yeah, but um, can I tell you something? Normally, Patriots fans are supposed to hate the Jets. I've never had a problem with the Jets. I really haven't. I mean, well, it's because they've been they, fucking kind of dog shit the last like ten. Yeah, years. we've been beating them up so much. But I mean, <laughs> other than that, like I've never had a problem with the Jets or the fans ever. I don't know, you I, talk shit about Steve all the time. No, I don't. Steve, Steve started getting back into the Jets. He kind of gave up on them. Could you blame him? I don't blame one bit. He has a reason to. The bit. guy was so excited every time he saw Mike White. He's like, "Yes, Mike White is right." <laughs> Well, they're going to have a good team this year, Jets. Um, I think the Jets are going to win this game. If they don't win this game, I don't think it's anything to be disappointed about unless they get absolutely mollywhacked, you know, yeah. back-to-back shutout games. Then there's a discussion to be had. But other than that, um, I think the Jets win this game in a close one. I think it's going to be a close one, too. Uh, and I think it's going to be oh, a low-scoring wow. game. Steve came, at you. Steve came at you. At least we weren't as bad as the Browns. You know what? Technically true, Steve, but also I wasn't a Browns fan when we lost all those games, so I didn't have to suffer. I wasn't a football fan. You had yeah. to suffer, and you had yeah. to watch your quarterback run into another man's asshole and fumble the ball in one of the greatest fumbles in NFL history. I have a video. That day, Steve was... <laughs> yeah, was- how could you not? No, 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 that of... Steve, like, so angry. I think that was the day he stopped caring about the New York Jets. It was 630-something days that the Cleveland Browns have won a football game. And do you know who they beat? Do you know who they beat? The New York Jets? New York Jets. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Steve. I got to see if I have this video here. (laughs) This this is perfect. Unfortunately. Come on, I gotta have this so much somewhere. Oh, here, oh that makes me feel good. good. I look absolutely terrible. <laughs> 635 days since the Browns last won until Thursday. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, Steve. I'm thinking the same thing. It took him two seconds to find that fucking video. Yeah, it's probably part of his jerk material. He just, you know, that's what problem? I'm telling you, Steve. He loves to I, see upset. I, I knew what year this happened, and I just had to find this the filter that I had. We were with Cody Mills and Steven Sabansky. And the, his look in his face, Zach, he just looked absolutely like miserable. He's like, uh. Well, I can't <sighs> blame him. That that was uh obviously would have been pretty embarrassing. I mean, not embarrassing to lose the Browns now, but if you lost them back in the day, pretty goddamn embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know who the quarterback was in that game. Should I find out? Yeah, you can search it up. And then while you're searching that up, what do you say we wrap up this this football talk? Because we've been going for about an hour and ten on football. 
we got one last thing to talk about, and that's in college. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, while Robbie's trying to find this, um, this stat, can I take a guess of who it was? Yeah, you can. I didn't think it was, but it is. Baker? It is. Yeah, because it was the first game. They went, uh, uh, oh, yeah, what would have been Baker? It was Baker. Yeah. You guys, you guys had a tie. You guys had a loss. Uh, it was Baker Mayfield versus Sam Tarnold. Clyde, um, Carlos Hyde had 23 carries for 98 yards and two touchdowns. Baker Mayfield didn't throw for a touchdown. He was 17 to 23 for 201 passing yards. Jarvis Lynch had eight receptions for 103 yards. Now, for the Jets, you had Sam Darnold, who had two interceptions, Bilal Powell, and Quincy Enenua. Oh, wow. Who was their lead receiver. Four receptions, 57 yards. Goddamn. And there you have yeah. it, folks. Um, but yes, what Robbie was referring to before about college. Down goes the Crimson Tide. Alabama, Alabama, Alabama loses at home for the first time in forever. I saw a tweet that their last um I can't remember what the year is what what year it was since the stat's been alive, but fifty two and one they've been at home since whatever year this was tweeted about. Fifty two and one, now fifty two and two. But Texas came into Alabama and didn't just beat them. Beat them quite convincingly. Quite convincingly. Now, I think we can both agree this is not uh uh the typical powerhouse Alabama team. And Their also quarterback. quarterback is dreadful. Yeah. And also, what a bunch of disgusting fucking fans they have in Alabama. Did you see that video of all of them fucking screaming at the all the black players from Texas? Tell them to go back to the projects and stuff. Yeah, man. you know, it's like you know what I find hilarious too? It's like if, it's like if, if they, like they were trying to find their way without using the N-word to it's to, like, yeah, you and, fucking and then you know what I find amazing too? That that fucking idiot took a video and thought you know what's going to be funny i'm going to put this up on the internet and then i'm going to go finger fuck my cousin and cream pie my mom is probably what he said afterwards that dirty fucking incestual fucking <laughs> steve they're all incest state. what did you expect <laughs> there you are steve i'll tell you one thing right now um alabama should love black people because you would have zero football titles if it wasn't for black people alabama Okay. Fucking racist bastards. They won you everything. <laughs> I was trying to defend them, Robbie. I don't know, did that come out wrong? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be a part of it, though. I don't know. <laughs> you know audience? Yeah, was that, I mean, that's not racist, Zach. I respect. Thank you, Steve. Steve's on my side. Steve is on my side. Okay. All right. I feel better now about that. Um. So my two predictions I had heading to the college season are probably dead. So Texas doesn't belong in the top 25. Let's get over them. And I had Alabama winning the national title. Yeah, those are definitely both dead. I think at this point, uh, the Colorado Buffaloes have a better chance of winning the national title than uh, than Alabama. Yeah. Sorry, I was reading through my up. No problem. Do you got um? 
you got anything else you want to uh, talk about with this uh, Texas game? I, I I was uh I was at an engagement party, so I was only able to kind of catch a uh, little glimpses yeah, here and there really, of it. Yeah, I didn't really catch the game, but I'll tell you what, there was only um one guy in the college football panel for ESPN that picked the game correctly. That doesn't surprise me because I think he would have wearing guy himself, Lee Corso. Lee Corso. I saw a good video. I love that one when he called that kid a midget. No, I lied to you. I lied to you. I lied to you. I lied to you. Oh, him and Desmond Howard. Okay. He's still one of them. Good old Lee Corso. He also said, fuck it once on live air. He's, you know, he's just, uh, he's just something you just can't expect to come out of his mouth. He's awesome. He's awesome. I think All that's right. it for. I think oh. yeah, that that wraps her up. Um, wait, 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 wait. I'm so sorry. If I'm not mistaken, I think we have a big college football matchup coming up soon. Not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. The following Saturday, Colorado is now number 18th ranked in the country versus USC. Oregon. Oregon. Oh, when is USC? I think USC is the week after. The week after. The yeah, goddamn. So they got they got a. The those will be the two true tests. The Pac-12 is actually looking pretty good this year. You got Colorado, you got Oregon, USC. That I think well, it's the final like, year of it, so they got to fucking go with a bang. Oregon State, Utah, and the SEC. I I don't know if the SEC is really that much of a powerhouse this year. No, it's pretty much just Georgia and uh, and I mean Bama's still up there. They're still Georgia, a Bama, team, but... Texas. Oh yeah, LSU's in there, right? LSU. Yep. Tennessee. Oh, never mind. I lied. They, they got yeah, it's a fucking pretty good division. I guess I guess maybe because you know what? Normally it's the SEC always dominating, but when you look at it, I mean the Pac-12's right there. Pac-12 yeah. is right there. Yeah, you got that right. All right, I think now that is our football talk for the day, folks. We talked about a big upset in college football. I think it's only right we talk about arguably the biggest upset in UFC history. Sean Strickland didn't only beat Israel Adesanya. He killed, murdered, and destroyed Israel Adesanya. If you want to be nice and give Adesanya two rounds, maybe even one round, you can. I give you can him give one him round. one round. He won. I he won. He won round, round two. He got absolutely mollywopped by Sean Strickland. Now and here's it, what I got to think about Sean Strickland. Yeah, the fighter, very impressive. The human on the mic, what a piece <laughs> of garbage. Yeah, but this he does he, he does shit like that because it gets people talking. I think it's hilarious, to be honest with you. I, I I just think it's fucking jokes. That woman deserve they just be in the kitchen making sandwiches. That's terrible, dude. That's <laughs> terrible. Steve, he is um actually funny enough, out of all the fucked up shit that was said in the octagon, none of it came out of Sean Strickland that night. But there was two guys that dropped uh, uh a couple F bombs live, and I'm not talking about fuck. So if you're part of the LGBTQ community, oh you might know what I'm talking God. about. It's Let's another way. It rhymes with baguette. Rhymes with baguette. It, you know? It's like a pile of sticks. That dude, oh. 
two twice. of them did twice. The one guy called everybody in the crowd in. Looking amazing. I was like, how do you DC, just get up on a DC, mic and do that? Yeah, DC was like, he's like, oh my god. I mean, here you go. God damn, but yeah, you know what, Sean Strickland, man, what? You got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, he even said it himself. I never in my life thought I was gonna be like normally when a guy went to when it's a belt, it's like it's like I've been training my whole life. I I've dreamed of this. He just because I was like, I, there was no child. I didn't even dream about this because I didn't think it was even fucking possible. Well, I'll tell you what. The one thing I know is from Israel Adesanya and even against Pereira. When he landed that punch against Pereira, it was perfect. It was perfectly executed. But when he's back up against the cage, it defeats his style because they call him the style bender because he could attack you from so many different positions. And the leg kicks had zero effect on Sean Strickland. Zero. And every time he had pressed up against the cage, he was instantly in defense mode. Couldn't figure it out on the offensive attack. And the coaching, you could tell the difference. You had Izzy's coach who was trying to calmly, so, you know, you're doing good. Let's, and then he had Sean Strickland's coach like, we didn't come here for a decision. We came here knocking the fuck out. <laughs> fucking go. Honestly, I was happy to see him win, man. I, I I'm not an, I'm not an Izzy, Izzy Adesanya hater by any means. It's just it was time for a change. I mean, do you remember what I said live on the show? I said outside of Pereira, there are two fighters that just dominate the division. That'd be Israel in the middleweight and Alexander Volkanovski in the featherweight. Yep. Well, now there's one. I mean, I still think Israel Adesanya is the greatest middleweight fighter of all time, better than Anderson Silva. Yes. But for those that, you know, like you who gave me that look, they're going to use this as ammunition as like, no, he's not. I, I'm I'm putting Anderson Silva as as, uh, as the number one. Izzy's close second, but I, 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 I'm I a Silva boy. I can tell. And it, like, I think GSP is probably the greatest UFC fighter in all time history as well. No, I think it's John Jones, but I think GSP is definitely top three. Yes. Yes. I just want to make sure you won one of those Canadians. No, 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 no. Tell you why he uh, wasn't good in the Michael Bisping absolutely destroyed him on the mic. Yeah. Why? Because fucking it's GSP. He's uh, the, the respect. The... Um, yeah, you know what? Other than that fight, though, I mean. <laughs> News fest. Yeah, pretty shitty card. Tua, Tua Taivosa or Taivosa. Taivosa. Knocked a hell out of Parker Porter, but got tapped out by a six foot seven giant. He just can't beat like he the, the world class guys. He, he has a very, very, very tough time with. And that is exactly why he will never in his life be a champion. It'll be a Derek Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. He'll make a career. He'll get his money, but he will not be a champion. Yeah. Um, That, I guess, for the UFC, I mean, uh, other than that, that's pretty well. Uh, the next big card you don't have coming a card, up. I, I, yeah, I think it's like. Let me see here. No, UFC in September is done now. No, sorry. There's a fight night uh, coming up this weekend and then a fight night to end it. Uh, but the next big card. Is UFC 294, October 21st, Makachev versus Oliveira 2, uh, which also features Paula Costa and Shamayev. Okay, this actually is not a bad card. So that is the next one, October 21st. And then obviously in November, we have the John Jones. And Stipe. November in December, 11th. Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor. Yep. Exciting cards coming up, folks. Exciting cards coming up. All right, we got a little bit more, a uh, little bit more news in the MLB. But real quick, before we get into MLB, 
I have one thing of hockey news here, uh, and that is that the Vancouver Canucks have picked the picked the team captain. Um, I'm kind of surprised by this because I thought I was going to go to Elias Pettersson, but they have elected to name Quinn Hughes the 13th captain in Vancouver Canucks history. Now, I'm saying I'm surprised, but this is also coming from the same organization that picked Roberto Luongo, a goaltender, to be their captain back in the day. So, really, what what should I expect? You know what I mean? Congratulations, Quinn Hughes, uh, on becoming the captain. And baseball news, baby. All right, Robbie, I'm going to start this one off with the baseball news because um, this is going to pertain to my Blue Jays. Okay. They have taken the second wild card spot, but coming up these next four days is the most crucial, crucial, crucial series of the Blue Jays season. Facing off against the Texas Rangers, who are right behind them, trying to take this this series could be the the make or break for making the playoffs. And I believe we're losing three two right now. Nope, two two, two two. You're wearing a what? You're wearing a what? See what I did there? Oh, Jesus Christ! No, I think it is three two. Let me turn this channel here. Blue Jays are down two two right, or it's tied two two. It says that, but but it says they have a. It says three. They scored like if you look at the. It is two two. Why is why is the score app showing they've scored three times? You're high. It's well if you look go. Are you on score? No, I'm on MLB. Okay, well if you have the score app because if you go, it says M Garver scored in the top of the second, then Jay Smith scored in the top of the second, uh, and then Carter hits a home run. And now that I'm reading this, um, the the Jay Smith one says Jay Smith grounds out to shallow infield Chris Bassett. So don't know why the fuck that's on the scoring one there. Uh, but yeah, you know what? Critical, critical, critical next four games. Uh, I mean, I fucking hope to God. We, we, at worst, we have to split this. We we cannot lose the series. So they're they're coming in red hot. Sure, we did just face probably a bunch of AAA teams the last fucking couple weeks or last week or so. That's all right. Gives you a little bit of confidence. We got Bo Bichette back, who is batting, or so far giving his offense the boost that they need, it looks like. Uh, what's going to be tough for them now, though, is Danny Jansen now out for the rest of the season. Big hit. So that's a that's a big can hit. Kirk's going to have study? to step up. Yeah, can we do a big study on what the hell happened Alejandro Kirk's bat? It beats me. And you know what makes me so angry? The catcher that we traded away to get Varsho, who would be very, very, very big for us right now, Gabriel Moreno is just doing fantastic over there. And that was it Arizona they play on. Is it Arizona? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just doing fantastic. So Varsha was a catcher for the Dimebacks. So I don't know, you know. Uh, maybe you throw him in there then because I don't know who uh, besides yep. uh, Moreno or um Kirk, I don't know who the uh, the other one would be. Like who would our the backup for him be now? Probably Varsha. Shit. So, I mean, it's obviously they said he's out for the rest of the season. So, they do make the playoffs. I guess there's a chance he's uh, coming back for that, but that's going to be a tough one. Uh, he And he was playing great fucking baseball, too. He was he was really finding his stride. Not finding a stride. He was in his stride. Find his stroke. Double play. Turn it. Turn it. Nice. Okay. So good. So, yeah, you know what? Um, that's pretty much all I got for uh, my little blue jeans. Let me bring my notes up here because I know there's something on here, Rob, that you're going to want to talk about. Yeah. Sorry. Yankee rookie. 
Would you what like to discuss? What makes you think I want to talk about that? Because the Yankees are cursed. You got. You got to talk about him tearing his UCL and possibly needing Tommy yeah, John surgery. Dominguez, possibly being no, out. not possibly. It's happening. Dominguez is getting Tommy John surgery. The timetable is six to nine months. He could either be ready for the start of next season. Actually, six months. October, November, December, January, February, March. Yeah, he could be ready just for the start of the season. So he's definitely going to start in the minor leagues, or he could be ready after the All Star break. You never know. But one thing's for certain now: just when you think you had center field locked up. Yep. You're back to square one again. And I'm just going to say the pressure's on for the Yankees. You're not getting Shohei Otani. Let's be realistic here. There's no way they're going to show Otani. And I saw a thing that they're interested in this Japanese guy who threw a no-hitter in Japan, and they're looking to sign for the same money. Stock. Stop. Stop spending money and starting pitching. Just stop. There's no need to do it anymore. Leave it alone. Stop it. Nesta Cortez, Carlos Rodon. Garrett Cole, once Domingo Herman is no longer an alcoholic, Clark Clark Schmidt, Michael King potentially, just stop it. Get some help. Get some left-handed bats. Get Cody Bellinger. I said it wasn't possible, but you know what? At this point, I don't think you have much of a choice. And not for nothing, okay, he comes back. Hmm. Oh, man, I have a difficult decision now. Who am I putting left field, Domingo's or Cody Bellinger? Oh, that's such a terrible problem to have. Well, let's bring back Aaron Hicks. Go get Bellinger. Let's play it the right way out here and get ready for next year. Because you know what, Zach? Let's say hypothetically the Yankees sweep the Red Sox, which is not going to happen. They're going to get swept by the Red Sox. I know how this goes. And if they don't get swept, they're going to lose the series 3-1 or it's going to be split. There's no way they win the series against the Boston Red Sox. Okay. Fuck me. 9,000 words you just said there in about five seconds. are not making the playoffs. Let's get over it. Like, I don't think anyone's. I don't think anyone's making that argument with you. The I most am, uh... annoying sports fan Twitter out there is Yankees Twitter. God, I hate Yankees Twitter so much because you deal with those typical stupid, idiotic Yankee fans who are like, "Hmm, I'm just saying, you're sick game yelling, you're queen five games. Shut up, stop it." Like this is the part of the this is the part of the reason why the Yankees are always in this is part of the reason why the Yankees and the Cowboys are always in the same situation every year. We'll never win the Super Bowl or World Series. Stop it. Get some help. How about you just let the season play out and ignore it? Zach, if you remember, I don't have, I never had the Yankees going to the World Series this year. Nope. I do you remember what I said? I can't remember what you said, to be honest with you. The New York Yankees will not win another World Series in the 21st century. They are cursed. The Red Sox had the curse of the Bambino. We have the curse of Big Poppy. Yes, the Yankees won one World Series while Poppy was still a Boston Red Sox. I don't care. I'm calling it the curse of Big Poppy. The New York Yankees are cursed. No World Series title in 21st century. Dang. Damn, huh? All right. Uh, you heard the man. They are cursed, and now he's going into a seasonal depression. Um, I think another team that might have seasonal depression is the Los Angeles Angels, or at least their fans, because they have now came out and said, if it is something that Mike Trail wants, they will take trade calls for him. And just like that, I, I, I guess it's not really the end of an era for the Angels because they've been just dog shit the entire time he's been there, but it's looking more and more like uh, Mike Trout is on his way out. <laughs> is that what Steve's saying there? The Jets are here, and they're fucking ready to win. 
I don't give a shit what none of you goddamn Patriots, Browns, Cowboys, all you motherfucking butt pirates out there can suck my balls. Because it's fucking Jets time, baby. Hey, Robbie. Robbie, can you ask Steve if he has more hair on his balls than he does on his head? Oh, he hung up. You know what? Steve deserves this. He deserves to actually see a good football team play here for how shit they've been for so long. So <laughs> let the man talk his talk. <laughs> oh, Steve, you're a legend. Bud. I, I bought him that hat that he's wearing, too. I bought him that hat. <laughs> I think I bought him that hat and a pair of socks. Come back to Mike Trout. I had okay. To- I'll tell you right now. So I'm watching the pregame right here. I'll tell you who. Uh, we got to the first guy is taking the Bills to win 24-23. Ryan, Marcus, Alex, Robert, and Scott. So we have one vote for Buffalo here. Um, actually, you know what? I'll wait till they do all their picks, Robbie. What do you think about this Mike Trout news coming out here? God. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm just trying to think of what teams should go after him hard, and there's a couple I'm going with here. First one, where he grew up, the Philadelphia Phillies. Imagine if we got to see Bryce Harper and Mike Trout in the same team after years of who's going to be the better player between the two, and then he gets to see him on the same team, gets to go back home. That would be absolutely incredible. That would be lovely. Phillies should make a grant him. Number two, dare I say, the Toronto Blue Jays. Mike Trout, Bo Bichette, Vladimir oh, Guerrero Jr. You have to Vlad- assume that. One of those two would probably be included in a package to go back. I mean, uh, maybe not. Actually, maybe Los Angeles would probably be looking for more picks and. and well, you uh, can't trade picks. Oh yeah, that that to me makes no sense. It makes perfect sense. No, doesn't makes perfect sense. There's like forty rounds in the MLB draft. Okay, well you should be able to trade your fucking top ten picks, your t- first ten rounds or something. No. And make make a lot more trades happen. I can guarantee that. No. No one. By the Mookie way, it's Betts. now. I'm oh, sorry. Go on. Mookie Betts was like a fifth round pick. You know, Mookie Betts actually. That's something I did forget to write down. Uh, my ironically, thing. you want to hear a story about Mike Trout? The reason he's a Los Angeles Angel is because whatever team Mark Teixeira went to, the Angels would get that team selected draft pick. I don't know how it all correlated like that, but it's true. Do you know what team's draft pick it was? Mark Teixeira. Mark Tickshare, what team was he playing for? Oh, New York Yankees. Eesh. Um, Big yikes. By the way, to cut you off real quick, it ended up being 4-1 in favor of the Jets for the panel's picks to win this game. So first guy had Bills, next four had Jets. Um, So the Blue Jays. The last time the Blue Jays had a good center fielder, let's just say good. Pilar? Not Kevin Pilar. No. Vernon Wells. It's been that long. No, you're out of your mind. We got Kiermaier's a fucking great center fielder right now. Define great, you stupid. Great defensively. Kevin Pillar was making great catch left, right, and center. Can they do both? Yeah, the offense isn't terrible. Pillar had a few few good stints with him. They had a better bat than Vernon Wells. No, they didn't have a better bat than Vernon Wells. Exactly. It might have been better defensively, though. Debatable. Vernon Wells is pretty good defensively. He did have a better bat. I will give you that. I know. You will give me that because I'm right and you're wrong, idiot. All right. You know what? Now you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> you big 
big queer. <laughs> and the last team. God, I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but God damn it, the last team that should look to get Mike Trout is and the New York, York Yankees because we got the payroll and we got the prospects. And... Sorry, Robbie, go on. You can... You're right. Everything you said is correct. <laughs> you said is correct. I mean, the Yankees, they're, they're a team that's always in on guys like that. I mean, there's... Pause. <laughs> no homo <laughs> for the New York Yankees is what I meant no there. Yes. So, all right. I think we've worked out everything in baseball, right? Oh, yeah, well, there was one thing I forgot to mention in baseball, and that is that Mookie Betts was spotted in crutches after yesterday's game, leaving uh, the baseball diamond. So hold your breath, Dodgers fans, because that would be a monumental loss for you guys. We've already seen history made with Ronald Acuna Jr. with 30 home runs and 60 stolen bases. Now we might be able to see 40 and 70. Goddamn. Stud. And he's going to do right. it. He's going to do Zach, it. It's Monday Night Football time. Uh, yeah. Zach will not be on Wednesday yeah. or Thursday. Probably Thursday's episode. I'm going to end up doing unless there's significant amount of rain that causes a cancellation. Maybe Zachary says, you know what? I'm going to come on. Well, I got. Yeah, this is my last championship Thursday for softball this Thursday, folks. So wish me luck. This is my last Thursday. I'll be missing. And then you're just going to see my pretty face for the rest of football season. Rest of the hockey nice season. Thing. And I want you to just ask your mother. Rest of the basketball season. <laughs> you fucking started it, man. Okay. And I'm going to finish it. <laughs> Sorry. That was too far. Don't screw it up, Zach. Bob, we're in good position here to win this championship. We won it last year and I'm feeling confident. I hope you tear your ACL running first base. Uh, that's just insane. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we're getting the fuck out of here after that. Bob says, don't tear your ACL. You know what, Bob? You are a good man, Bob. I don't know what happened with your seed over here that I'm talking to, but you are a good man. Who, TJ? No, I'm looking at you, retard. Oh, oh, now, let's get the fuck out of here before I say something I'm going to regret. You're, you're a cripple crackle pretty soon. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. It is time to conclude this episode of the Sports Cave. And none other than the man who's going to tear his ACL Thursday, Zach Roden, sending us off. There will be no ACL tearing happening this Thursday. The only thing that I might tear is my shoulder from lifting up that trophy. But he, said, but he said, or you rotate it. <laughs> there you go. But it might be, but enough, enough. It's Monday Night Football time, folks. And you guys have listened to us talk enough. So there's one thing to say. Stay sexy, Sports Cave.